Hey folks, welcome to the Baseball Rewind. We bring you baseball facts, stories, and sprinkle in game highlights and interviews about the highlighted player. February 4th, 1957, manager Joe McCarthy and outfielder Sam Crawford are elected to Baseball's Hall of Fame. McCarthy, the winningest manager in baseball history, won nine pennants in four consecutive World Series with the New York Yankees. So Sam Crawford, he was truly one of the greatest hitters of the dead ball era. He finished his career with 309 triples, which is first on the all-time list. And some, when this all happened, uh, challenged his election, uh, his status as a Hall of Famer. Um, but the truth is, is that Crawford was one of the best sluggers of his era, hands down. I want you to consider a few things about Crawford when you're thinking about this. You know, if you look at his baseball reference page, you'd say, oh, he's a no, you know, no-brainer. But, you know, it took... It really took a campaign by Ty Cobb, uh, his teammate, to get him into the Hall of Fame. But when he retired, um, he was the career leader in, uh, in the American League in home runs, extra base hits, total bases, RBIs, and triples. And from 1910 to 1915, when he was 30 to 35 years old, Sam led the AL in games played, total bases, RBIs, extra base hits, and triples. He was second in home runs and hits, third in runs created, fourth in slugging and batting, and he hit 320 uh, for that six-year stretch. He ranked that high while Ty Cobb, Tris Speaker, and Home Run Baker and Joe Jackson were in their prime. You know, his total of 643 RBIs from 1910 to 1915 were 118 more than his closest rival in the American League. But again, somehow it took a campaign by Ty Cobb to get him into the Hall of Fame. Now, Joe McCarthy, he never made the big leagues. He played in the minors for 15 seasons, and then he uh, transferred to become a manager, um, and he first became a manager in the minor leagues, and then he moved on and he managed the Chicago Cubs. Now, he uh, earned the respect of his players as one of the most successful managers in baseball history. He guided two different teams to the World Series, the Chicago Cubs in 1929, and then, of course, he was the manager of the Yankees, and he managed uh, he brought them to the World Series eight Eight times uh, during his 15-year run, including seven of them where he won the world championship. And he won four consecutive championships from 1936 to 1939. And he relied on his remarkable memory, his Ten Commandments of Baseball, and his brilliant ability to manage all types of players. And that's what helped him end up with the game's highest winning percentage um, at the time of his retirement. Now, just a few remarkable facts um, when he left the game for good in night, he had the highest regular season winning percentage, 615 in history, along with a then record 30 wins in World Series games. McCarthy also holds the Yankees franchise record with 1,460 wins. Uh, he won 63% of his games when he was managing the Bombers. Uh, and he's tied with fellow Yankee skipper Casey Stingle for the most World Series title as a manager with seven. Now, an interesting fact is that the Yankees and the Red Sox were in a bidding war for his services after he left the Cubs. Uh, but the Yankees uh, eventually won that, and he most likely made the right choice for his career. But he will eventually manage the Red Sox in the late 1940s. But when the Yankees emerged as a winner, after the, after the Yankees won the bidding war, one of the New York uh, newspapers wrote, The coming of McCarthy to New York is one of the biggest achievements of the American League since Colonel Rupert engaged uh, laminating Miller Huggins 12 years ago. Uh, a few descriptions of McCarthy. Uh, with his lantern jaw and chunky body, wrote author David Kaiser, he could be an impressive presence on the field, and though he respected umpires, he was also knew how to try to intimidate them in a key game. 
And Joe DiMaggio said, never a day went by when I didn't learn something from Joe McCarthy. Now, today's audio clips, I'm going to bring you Joe McCarthy, uh, him talking to Bill Terry before the World Series, and then there's going to be uh, Joe McCarthy talking about Joe DiMaggio. So these are two different clips. And then I I have this 90-minute interview that covers his time in Chicago, managing Rogers Hornsby in Babe Ruth's called shot. And I'm just going to give you a little clip of that, a couple minutes long, uh, about him talking about what it was like to come to the New York Yankees. Now, Sam Crawford, of course, was made famous when he he had his interview with um you know Gloria of the Times with uh Larry Ritter and if you've never listened to it it was the most fascinating thing i found about that interview was Ritter describing how he had to track down Crawford and he chased him all over all over the place for years till he finally got an interview with him and that alone is worth listening to um you can find that in glory of the times and i'll have a link in the show notes for that but in the meantime uh here is joe mccarthy and i hope you enjoy it there's a young fella out there why who do you mean why joe dimaggio he's not only a star in his own right but he's a great team player it only goes to prove that a young ball player who will hustle and apply himself to the game wholeheartedly can reach the heights in Major League Baseball in a very short time. Bill, you made a remark to me yesterday in the Yankee Stadium that when you were playing in, Lou- or in Toledo and I was playing in Louisville, little did we think that we were going to be here and uh, represent the New York clubs in the World Series. You're right, Mac. And I'll say one thing for you. You've done a great job as manager and you've got a great ball club. But we are going to give you a battle. And made a best club win, man. Thanks, Bill, very much. How was Hornsby to manage as a player? Oh, he was all right. I didn't, I never had any trouble with him. Yeah. And, uh, I ain't going into detail. Don't go into detail. I don't want that. That's, uh, I can't talk about This fellow's dead. I can't talk about the dead. I don't want mm-hmm. No. Okay. Okay, you had real good luck at Chicago there, and then you went over to the Yankees, and the, you were out of baseball in 31, is that right? Or yeah. No, no, I wasn't Oh, you out went to the Yankees in 31. Yeah, I went with the Yankees in 31. And had 15 great years. <laughs> they were wonderful years, yeah. How many pennants did you win over there? Did you keep track of all those? No, I, I, I think it was, I don't know, it was about seven or eight yeah, years. But good. it was very good, because I worked for wonderful people, and Colonel Rupert, and Mr. Barra, Ed Barra, yeah. and uh, I had two bosses. I had really one boss, Ed Barra. The Colonel didn't boss me much, uh-huh. and uh, so I was very fortunate to, to work for such nice people. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet the Colonel very often? Oh yes, yeah, that, quite that, often. Yes. You have you in the brewery there, huh? Well, he lived on. I lived at 86 in Madison, and he lived up on. Fifth Avenue, right around the corner. Oh, I see. So I used to see him quite often. He never got over his German accent, did he? Oh yes, he uh, he didn't call uh, many people by their first name. See, but that was all. Uh, he was a very fine man. How do you dress you, as McCarty? Uh-huh. Wade Hoyt says how he always called him Hoyts. <laughs> well, roots and Hoyts. <laughs> So, well, he never quite. He was quite a, uh, quite an elegant dresser, wasn't he? The yes, he was. He, he was probably a first nighter years ago <laughs> when he was young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, 
I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout.